In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. We, we have asked God to give us the grace for us to do this time of prayer fruitful. And what is the grace that God gives us for us to pray well? The grace is the grace of the Holy Spirit. During these days, we are getting ready for the solemnity of Pentecost that we will celebrate on this coming Sunday. We celebrated last Thursday the solemnity of the Ascension. And before, 40 days before the Ascension, we were celebrating the Easter, Easter Sunday. Pentecost precisely is 10 days after the Ascension. This is why it's called Pentecost 50 days. It was an old feast among the Jewish people. And from the moment in which our Lord was telling his disciples that they had to wait to receive the Holy Spirit, what they did is to go back to Jerusalem, to the synagogue, and to pray all of them together with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the other holy women. And before Jesus suffered the passion <clears throat> and the death and afterwards the resurrection, he already was explaining to his disciples that the Holy Spirit was coming. He will explain you everything. He will explain you everything that I have told you because even before the resurrection, after the resurrection, before the ascension, still the understanding of the apostles was too human, was, was too attached to human realities. Everything which is Christian is at the same time very human and very divine, and very spiritual, very supernatural. But the apostles were thinking that, is it now when you are going to install your kingdom? When our Lord was about to ascend, one of the apostles asked him this. And it's, it's a, it's all these kinds of statements are showing that the apostles didn't understand exactly what our Lord was doing. The Holy Spirit will explain you everything. They were too human, too much human outlook. And they were missing this supernatural outlook. What is everything? Everything means precisely everything with this supernatural understanding, according to the plans of God. Everything means the supernatural outlook for us to be holy. And and it happens, and it is like it's the same. We called the third person of the Blessed Trinity the Holy Spirit. And our Lord was promising to his disciples a counselor 
the paraclete, the advocate. When we pray the creed, we call the one who, who, who gives supernatural life, the vivifier. And it is precisely through the Holy Spirit how we now, through whom now we enter, we have a personal relationship with Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit, it's the Spirit of God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Where the Father and the Son are, the Holy Spirit is there. And the Holy Spirit wants us to, to have a relationship with him, with God, with the Father, with the Son, and with he himself. In this meditation, I wanted to talk about how is the work of the Holy Spirit in our souls. How the Holy Spirit works within us, vivifying us, advising us, giving us consolation, defending us from the guiles of the devil, of Satan, giving us this supernatural life, this supernatural outlook, this supernatural understanding. How the Holy Spirit sanctifies us at the end of the day. <clears throat> For all of us to follow the way, the truth, the life, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to follow his inspirations because he dwells within us, in our soul, in a state of grace. There are <clears throat> mainly three words. All these is a mix. All them is not that they are just separated. All these entails, all this fulfillment of what these three words mean are related. The first word is discernment. The second one is docility. And the third one is charity. Discernment, because we need to discern, we need to know this is from the Holy Spirit. Docility, because we need to follow these inspirations. We need to be obedient. Docility, docile, means the one who is bendable, the one who is uh, ready to, to follow, to be taught, literally. I mean, the one who is possible, is possible to be educated, to be shaped, to be formed. And then charity, because as St. John says in his first letter, God is love. And we say properly that God is love from the third person of the Blessed Trinity. God is creator, God is redeemer, and God is love. God is sanctification. God sanctifies, is the sanctifier. And what is sanctity? The perfection of charity. This is why to follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit makes us to love always and in everything, God and the others. So discernment, docility, and charity. How are we going to discern? How are we going to be attentive? How are we going to know that this is from, from God, that this is from the Holy Spirit? This is a gift. Pope Francis explained 
in his apostolic exhortation, Gaudete et Exultate, that precisely nowadays we need especially this gift of discernment. Then the Pope explains that, uh, yes, we have many things nowadays, but we have a special need at this present time of this discernment. Because contemporary life, explains the Pope, offers immense possibilities for action and destruction. And the world presents all of them as a valid and good. All of us, we are immersed in a culture of zapping. We can navigate simultaneously on two or more screens and interact at the same time with two or three virtual scenarios. And without the wisdom of discernment, we can easily become prey to every passing trend. The dissipation, the lack of recollection to be scattered. A very important condition for us to discern this is from God precisely is the inner peace, the serenity, the tranquility for us to listen because God speaks, the Holy Spirit always speaks always speaks low. Low. <laughs> Why? Because if he speaks to listen, maybe we are not ready. We will think of, of it as, well, it cannot be. God is always suggesting. He is not going to force our freedom. God is always speaking low, and we need to attune. But it's not because we need to be focused, not to be scattered, not to be dispersed with many distractions, action, action, action. Many times we forget precisely the essence, what is essential. We are very much carried away. I have to do many things. And as there are many things to do, we forget about paying attention. Things that we don't need to do. Just be there and listen how many times we abandon our prayer because there are many things to do. How many times we are not able to appreciate, to contemplate, to realize the good of silence, the peace, serenity. How important is to pray? This is why prayer entails, is an exercise of recollection. Prayer is, but it's not just the noise, the physical noise. Obviously, it's difficult to, to pray when you have noise around you. And when we talk about silence, the external silence is a reflection of our interior silence. The silence within, I am focused. We are able to listen, to listen to God, to discern the recollection. Therefore, all that it entails of, of keep doing, persevere. Reject whatever is a source of noise within you and can be a source of noise, not just the music, some the, the, the profane music, but the fears of our imagination, 
this is a source of, of, of noise in the sense that it prevents us to listen to God because we are afraid. Maybe with this situation during these days, there are plenty question marks in our head, in our heart. And then our imagination sometimes flies away and we are scared. What will happen? And what about if I get infected? And what about if I lose my job? And what about if tomorrow? And we need to be focused. We need to be able to control all these emotions. And we cannot be carried away by all this. We need peace, serenity, tranquility within us, which is not just consequence of no having any problem, any challenge, anything, but is the awareness that I am with God. This is why we need to, to have this time for God, time of silence, prayer. We need to pray. And we need to create these spaces, these times, these moments for me to be only with you, Lord. As we have just done, I firmly believe that you are here. Docility, but before we need discernment. I need to discern. I need to know if it is from you. And how are you going to know that this is from you? Because we are going to pray. Pope Francis also explains uh, precisely that uh, the Lord speaks to us in, in, in a variety of ways, at work, through others, and at every moment. Yet we simply cannot do without the silence of prolonged prayer, which enables us better to perceive God's language, to interpret the real meaning of the inspirations we believe we have received, to calm our anxieties, and to see the whole of our existence afresh in his own light, supernatural outlook in his own life, with his own eyes. This is the interior life. This is this uh, <clears throat> way of understanding which comes from God, the discernment. That is the consequence of my struggle to realize I am with God. The saints, they perceive the things of God. In the middle of everything, they have Another way of understanding is coming to my mind how San Jose Maria <clears throat> understood this special situation when he spent several months running away from one place to the other and afterwards spending several months in a very small room there back in the year 1937. And instead of, of getting a nervous, anxious, what is going to happen to us? Will we be able to continue the apostolic work afterwards if we uh, are still alive? There were plenty of questions, but then he prayed and he realized now it's time for us to grow within. Now that we cannot move around because we are enclosed here in this room, because if they went out, they were killed. They were persecuted, there was religious persecution, and many people knew that he was a priest. Why he concluded like this? 
because he was looking at the things from the supernatural point of view. If God has placed us in this situation, how are we going to grow up? How are we going to sanctify? How are we going to let the Holy Spirit to act in our souls at this time? Discernment, pray, and let us see how I'm going to be holy at this moment. Ask the Holy Spirit, and how do you know that this is from God? Because it's good. And most of the times, what God is asking you is demanding. Because what God is asking you also will entail a kind of change. I have done always the things like this, or I have to start to do again something different. Yes. And God, little by little, the Holy Spirit is showing us what to change, and then is when docility comes. Obey, follow the inspirations, but the Holy Spirit is telling you something which is good, something which is demanding, something which is always charitable, according to the truth. Something that maybe will complicate our lives, but at the same time will confirm us with peace, serenity, in the middle of all the difficulties. It's a, it's a peace, is a kind of joy which comes from within, which does not depend on the circumstances and the situations, which does not depend on what is going on around us. And this is tough. From the human point of view, you could say, oh, this is difficult, this, yes. But if we trust in God, if we follow his inspirations, if we are docile, and we do as we are told, then we become stronger, not with my strength, but with the fortitude of God. At the same time, we are able to do things that from the human point of view are crazy, but afterwards we realize that this is the will of God and we help. We help many other people. We complicate our lives and we go through many different situations which are not easy, with peace, serenity, and we help many people. We need to learn how to discern what is the will of God and to follow, and to be docile to the inspirations of the Paraclete, to be docile to what he is telling us. And don't think that he is telling you things which are spectacular, things which are, the, the moment of Pentecost is a very special of a lot of prayer, preparation, following also the indications that our Lord was telling them, go to Jerusalem and you will receive the Holy Spirit. And they went. And they were praying, 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 praying. And without being carried away by, by already the fears, what will happen now that we have been uh, back, no, we are back in Jerusalem, and then 50 days before, no, 40 days before, they killed our Lord. There was a real transformation, but they persevered in prayer. And this is why there was an explosion, and many people were converted on the day of Pentecost. But why? Because they were docile. 
they converted many people all around the world. Why? Because they were docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. They went to many places and they converted many people because they were docile. And also they faced the failure. And even though they were faithful, why? Because they were docile to the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ has died for all of us, but there are people who still reject salvation. There are people still who don't want to follow our Lord, as it happens in the Gospels. And our Lord didn't give up, and he continued showing, and he continued preaching and talking. The apostles did the same. They converted many people, <clears throat> and they faced many difficulties, and they didn't give up. Why? Because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Because they didn't give up when the things were not coming out as expected. And this is a constant in the life of the saints. And this is a very important point in this docility, which is the constancy. We keep always doing what is right, what is good, <clears throat> not what we feel. There will be moments of feeling, consolations, but there will be also many moments of dryness, tiredness, being bored, discouragement, frustration, and they didn't give up. And they persevered and they were constant in preaching. They didn't give up because they experienced also, in spite of being disciples of Jesus Christ, their own weaknesses. They had to struggle for us to be connected with God, to have this discernment, for us to be docile, for us to live charity as well. We need a constant struggle. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit tells us how to struggle, but we need to struggle. What does it mean to struggle? To struggle against our passions, to struggle against our sins, to struggle with sincerity, to struggle to live charity and not to be carried away by the anger, the impatience. How important it is to realize that the sanctification, our sanctity, our holiness, my holiness, is not just the perfection of doing everything fine, but it's the perfection of charity. This is why on many occasions, we need to realize that the important thing is not to do many things. We need to do many things. We need to, to do many things. But the important thing is to love with everything, to love God and to love the others with everything. Which is another dimension. It's not a matter of being ordered to keep order in your room, to keep order at home, to keep order in your desk, to keep order in your desktop, in the laptop. I mean, it's not a matter of ordering the timetable. Yes, you need order, but sometimes we need to skip it over for us to live charity. There are some things which are prior, which are before 
the virtue of order. And we need order. I am not denying that we need order. But we need, first of all, the order of charity. To love God and to love the others. If we are praying, if we are fulfilling a plan of life, if we are doing many things, if we are, but at the end of the day, I am not loving, I am nothing. Who is the one who will teach us to love? The Holy Spirit. This is why the apostles change their minds. This is why the apostles change their own ideas. We have come to preach only to the Jews, and God wanted them to start preaching to the Gentiles. And they did it because they were open, but also because, as our Lord, they experienced this looking at the multitudes, looking at the crowds. And they changed because they knew this is the, this is the continuation of, of the love of God and the love of the others. And they changed. It's a constant in the life of Christians. We have not just the Ten Commandments, but the New Commandment. And the summary of the commandments of the law and the New Commandment is precisely charity, love. Love one another as I have loved you. If you know how I love you, you will know the love of God. And therefore, you will know how to love the others with my love. Who is the one infusing, giving, making us to discern, being docile to follow this commandment of love? The Holy Spirit, the uncreated charity, the love between the Father and the Son. And this is the most important thing. The rest, it will come out. It will, it will follow. But if we are doing many things and at the end of the day, we are not loving, we are nothing. In a way, everything is fake. If we are praying and keeping everything for us and we are not concerned about the others, if we are doing many things, but at the same time we are for God and we are not doing anything for the others, there is something wrong. If you are spending time with God and afterwards you get upset very easily at home, there is something wrong. Yes, our character, our situations, we have been here together for long, no? I mean, and then I need to take a bit of air, I need to, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you don't leave charity, whatever you are doing is nothing. If we don't have, and charity has always these concrete and specific manifestations of kindness, charity is always polite, has this spirit of service, is humble, is patient, knows how to wait, knows how to endure, knows how to, to resist, precisely because I love. It's always meek. It's always open. Blessed Alvaro del Portillo, people, is in, is in one of his documents, no? I mean, about his holiness, the blessed Alvaro, no? I mean, his decree of heroic virtues. There is a statement which is quite impressive that it says that nobody remembers, recalls a gesture of harshness or annoyance 
I thank you, my Lord, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.